Well, Jay asked me about my cool car. <laughs> <laughs> Jay was so encouraging. Why can't today? you be more encouraging like Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 170, entitled Encouragement. When you're completing a task, does it feel good to know that others believe that you can get it done? Did you find yourself telling others that they can do it? Did you get a boost when someone checks in and asks how a project is going? If you'd answered yes to any or all of these, you probably have a high need for encouragement. We're talking about that emotional need at the table tonight. So pull up a seat at the table and join us. First time listeners, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Watch us at lunchtimeinrome.com forward slash live or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media and it would be great if you gave us a five star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime in Rome. Hey, boys. Rome. Eric. Good to see you. Uh, good to be on the podcast this week. Uh, it's been hectic, you know. We've the had a lot of... Uh, the hell you say. Yeah. We've had a lot of life happen uh, the past couple of weeks. This um, was your down period. <laughs> yeah. When, when, when you, I go when, to work, that's when I get a break. When you say week, you mean the past three months. God, I feel like you guys have just... It's been a while. It's so been much. Yeah. We, we, we've packed a lot at the tail end of summer. But here. Saturday was the finish line. Dot, yeah. Dot, dot. yeah, Saturday was the finish line, and now I'm in recovery mode, but still doing things on right. top of it. So it's not really the finish line, but we needed to get through it, and we wanted it to be great for Mags, and it was. So we had Maggie's birthday on Saturday. Yep. Um, that was the finish line that Jay is speaking of, and it was a lot of fun. You know, <laughs> we were talking a couple a couple uh, days before the party, and Amy was like, yeah, there's going to be like 50 people here on on Saturday. I'm like, how are there going to be 50 people here on Saturday? And we went through, we started going, I was like, started going through the list, and I was like, we're going to have like 50 people here on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, then we went into, not panic mode, but like, you know, we had originally started, like, talked about, like, you know, it is lunchtime. It's like exactly at lunchtime. We've got to provide food. What are we going to provide? We'll just do pizza, keep it simple. But I'm like, but then I feel like we're going to have a lot of pizza left over. And there's not a lot of, like, there's not a lot of pizza eaters in, in our group, you right. know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what, we're like, let's do hot dogs. And they're kind of relevant to Bluey, which is, like, her, Maggie's favorite thing right now. And, you know, sausages, you know? And uh, <laughs> if, if you watch Bluey, you'll get that. Um, I don't remember that one, but Bluey is great. It uh, is great. Cool. It's a great show. It's it's a great uh, family show um on disney plus not a and, sponsor yeah not a sponsor but uh not like hertz that's right <laughs> <laughs> and uh it was just a lot leading up to that the party was a lot um i'm not a huge fan of like hosting a party <laughs> like, say, yes. i'm not a big fan of 50 people <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah, not I'm not a fan of hosting like a big party like that. Like I, I the part of me like like I like going to a party with that many people <laughs> and hanging out and talking, but whenever I feel like I like I feel like I'm spinning plates the whole time. Mm. You know, and I'm checking in, making sure I'm, you know, mingling with, you know, everybody. You're you're basically spending the whole time trying not to disappoint somebody. Exactly. The whole oh. time. Yeah, I was gonna say, because like you do like to have parties here. It's just like for a certain group or a certain type of people. Yeah, like a certain vibe. Like yeah. when we're having like a fire yeah. or like when we're doing Fourth of July. But, but that, like, kind of, that kind that, of that kind of party you have a wide arranged uh, array of different people. Yeah, yeah. And different expectations. Yeah, and and, and there's also like different uh, uh, what are, yeah, like roles, different parts hats. of your life. Yeah, like, like intersecting and yes, worlds yeah. colliding. I have my yeah. family, Amy's family, you guys, you know, friends that we've friends, met through Maggie yeah. and you know neighbors, meeting, neighbors, right? Uh, which shout out to Jordan, my neighbor. He came over and hung out, and he was awesome. He's he like hung out with my parents, talked to them. He, cool, he was that's great. That's yeah. bonus yeah. points right there. <laughs> right. Yeah, he came in clutch. It was good. Yeah, um, but. uh the other thing that we that we started uh, last week mm-hmm. was uh, preschool for Maggie, and um, you know we all we, we like not so much leading up to the drop off on Friday, but uh, the we always thought that um, Maggie would be the kid that'd be like, "Oh, see you later, mom and dad," you know, because like whenever there's kids around, she gets really excited and like mm-hmm. she doesn't really pay much attention to us. And you were wrong. We were wrong. Yeah, but but we right. kind of felt it like leading up to it, you know, because there was all, there was just so much change happening in her life, and she's never gone to daycare. She's you know always been. Um, she's only been doing like the nursery at the church, right? Right. And she she always knows that mom and dad are somewhere in the vicinity, right? And, and yeah, exactly. And you guys had explained to her like really how it was going to work. We lo- yeah we yeah and and she you know her little brain was processing all that, and I don't know how that was going over in her brain mommy and daddy are gonna be gone for a long time (laughs) yeah yeah no you can't say it that way that's part of the trouble right yeah you can't say that and we didn't you know uh but you know we you know we left her and walked away and it was fine and then when we picked her up we heard that she had gotten sad and she cried a little bit but she rallied and she was okay and then after that, after Friday, so <laughs> Friday we had the whole weekend, and then you know first day back was today, you know Wednesday because we're they had off on Monday for Labor Day. Um, you know it was you know mommy don't leave me, you know daddy don't I got I got a daddy don't leave me today. Oh, so, that's so, awesome. so hey, hey it was all mommy up until today. <laughs> uh, so there is that. Uh, I was coming back down from work. You know, she she had come home from preschool, and and I was coming down from coming back down to the basement to work. And uh, and she, daddy don't leave me. So that was that was tough. But I'm also okay with leaving her. Like I'm like this is gonna make you stronger. You'll be fine. Um, my the hardest thing for me is to watch Amy go through it and mm-hmm. you know be anxious about it and, and have zero solutions. Well, right. And like this morning, drop off was horrible. Like crying kicking screaming you know amy leaving and then but then i will say kudos we're taking her to to um beulah preschool it's a great preschool and her teacher tried calling amy couldn't get a hold of amy so she called me and just reassured us that she was doing great she was participating and like whether it's true or not that's great that she would just (laughs) give you that peace of mind it was peace of mind though like it and i and amy really appreciated that too so um yeah, it was it was that was that was good. So I feel like the second day was off to a really bad start 
it rallied really good. And she was good. Like today, she was great. Like I felt like we got our kid back. Like. Mm. Fun loving. We were having, you know, having lots of fun after, nice. after, you know, this, this evening. And, um, I did fall asleep on the couch because I'm just so exhausted. But, uh, but you think about like, you know, she has, she spent her first, the good part of a year of her first four locked down. Right. Like mm-hmm. we, and we haven't really lived outside of these. I mean, we've lived outside of these walls, but like, like you pointed out before, like, you know, she just knows this and church and that's it mm-hmm. right. you know and she's had she's been to other parties other she's been around other kids but been like kennywood been died a while right she's lived a lot of life with so far. mommy yeah with daddy been to the beach done a lot of done a lot of stuff but like this was just a, a much much different experience than than anything that she's had so um it's funny how hard it is for, not funny it's interesting how hard it is for the child as you go through these transitions and, and to a degree, she's saying, no, I, I want it to be the way it was. And I would like to, you know, assert what's most comfortable for me because growing is difficult. I mean, she's not, obviously. <laughs> she's she's an evil genius if that's all going through <laughs> her mind. Thinking, thinking about all of this, yeah. <laughs> but it's so hard as a parent to be like, no, I've got to hold the line. And I've yeah. got to be there. And I've got to support, you know, my spouse. And mm-hmm. I have to I have to say no. And I have to say the tough things. And, we, you know, it's a transition for everybody. Right. And, yeah. And another thing, we went to Kennywood and, uh, you know, why not? Oh, yeah. She wrote the Jackrabbit, which after that, I sent you guys the video. She was like catatonic. Like, she was just like, what? Not sure just what just happened. happened. Uh, but she wrote it. She didn't cry, which I thought was great. Um, but <laughs> there was a point where Amy wanted to go ride something. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I was left with Maggie. So that was about fifteen minutes, fifteen twenty minutes of uh, her crying and whining the whole time. And I was trying to, I was trying to comfort her. You know, I was saying like, hey, I'm, I am sad that mommy's gone bug, and you know all this, you know all this other stuff. And then I was trying to like, well, do you want to go ride something? Because like there was nobody there. Like we could get on anything instantly that they, we wanted. They're to. letting her on the Phantom's Revenge. Like, <laughs> She's not big enough, but we need the ridership. <laughs> uh, but. Yes. So, and you want to play a game? You want to do this? We had already had like ice cream, so I wasn't going to do that again. But like, you know, I was pulling out all the stops trying nothing. And I just realized I was like, I just need to be here. And I just need to sit here. Say what you said to her about being loud. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. The other, the other part of it was like, it it had been like 15 minutes of just her like straight, like not full on crying. Like she would get to a point where she was crying, but then she was just like whining, you know? And, uh, and we're sitting across from uh, this ice cream stand at Kennywood. And if you're familiar with Kennywood, it's called the Golden Nugget. And um, I was like, okay, okay, Bug. You know, I, I, you know, I'm sad, but you know, we can, we we can be sad quietly. You know, because I, felt, <laughs> I felt it's so bad. good. Like you, you, you gave it to her. You're like, it's okay to be sad. It's also okay to be sad and quiet. Yeah, because like I just felt so bad for the kids that were working the Golden Nugget. Like it had been like, like seriously, it had been like 15 minutes. I'm like, we have to be so annoying right now, just sitting here. Because like, like again, there was nobody at Kennywood, so like they were just standing around. Like it's not like there yeah. was a crowd to drown it out at all. Um, and so you're dealing with. The four-year-old, and you're also dealing with your own conscience of like, of that, like yeah. worrying about what. Right, it's the whole acceptance I'm, thing. I'm, like, I'm I don't, I don't want it up for everybody. Yeah, right, right. Which is two days after an entire birthday party of trying not to mess it up <laughs> yeah. for everybody. It's yeah. a great weekend. At one point, Eric's going to live for himself. <laughs> <laughs> not soon though. No, uh, but you know, uh, you guys are here supporting me the whole way through, and you know, we're there. 
So on uh, Sunday, I think I saw on Facebook, as we were talking about before the uh, we sat down at the table, the Pro Disc Golf Tour is up in uh, Cranberry basically this weekend for a Silver Series event. I won't nerd everybody out and explain the difference between Elite Series and Silver Series. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, sorry, Silver Series. But there was a... Uh, there was a post on Facebook from a guy who's sort of in that world, and he said, listen, a lot of the pros have been asking me if there's some some people that could host them for the time oh. that they're here. They go, they're great. You know, I've, I've done it before. They're great guys. They, they will Like be, host them in your home? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they tour and they travel, mm-hmm. and like the top, top, top guys have their own like RVs. Campers and stuff campers, like that. Campers, but yeah. everybody else doesn't. Mm-hmm. Sure. And he said, they'll be so polite, and you'll get to know them, and it's great. And I just sat there, and I was like, I was going to comment. <laughs> and so, but I mean, we're also 35 minutes away. Like, I'm sure there's somebody in Wexford. Yeah. They can put them up. Right. Give them Barb's number. Yeah. But it was great. <laughs> but it was great. I got home and I said to Rachel and I told her that. She was like, absolutely not. And I went, oh, honey, no, wait, you don't understand. They'd be staying in our house. <laughs> and she was like, no. I said, honey, they'd be in Joe's bedroom because he won't be home. <laughs> Right next to Bella's bedroom. <laughs> Still no. You're making like, it no. better. Said, Rachel, when you get up in the morning, <laughs> they'll be getting up at the same time. <laughs> they'll be in the same How shower that you use. Am I not? You're really selling it, man. really selling it. Did I not point out they probably smoke a lot of weed? <laughs> I'm like, maybe that's, do yeah. you not understand? I said, wait, it could be a woman. Who's really attractive <laughs> in the- our home while you're at work? How is it not? It was so much fun. Like I kept trying to think of better and better ways to make it more and more ridiculous. Can't believe she didn't go for that. I love it. That's I find that hilarious. It was yeah, so much funny. fun. It was how so does, much fun. How does she respond to that sort of thing? Because I oh, got to does she okay? Good. She laughs until she cries. <laughs> Only I never see her laugh. Mostly she's crying. No, no she does because she knows I'm being silly. And but she's it's funny because you all know Rachel. She's making sure there, there's no door open here, right? <laughs> you know, but she's right. laughing. There's no kernel yeah. of truth. It's like I told her the one time when I was being let's just leave this as G-rated as possible, flirtatious with her, mm-hmm. and I said, "Now, honey, I said your mouth says no." But your body language is telling me <laughs> hell no. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this mixed message? I don't I don't know where I'm supposed to go from here. <laughs> She's so complex. Oh, uh, the other thing for my update is today at volleyball for the, I don't know, I think around like 2,000th time I was standing at the net and a girl's serving and I'm watching from the other side and it's going right into the middle of the net. And so you just typically put your hand up or else it's going to hit the net and kind of hit you. It doesn't hurt, whatever. So I just banged my hand up against the ball. And I suppose I did it just right. Oh, no. And I was sitting there going, oh, it really hurts. But it's sort of where I have some cuts mm-hmm. some cuts from working on the disc golf course. <laughs> and then I was like, no, it, it really hurts. And I looked down. And it was, if you look at it, it was a good ping pong ball. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I see. It. Contusion. So, yeah. Pod. On, on the wrist. Contusion on the and wrist. And so I go in to see the trainer. I was like, hold on a second, ladies. <laughs> and so I went in and saw the trainer. And I'm like, but I can do this. And I can do it. I'm moving my wrist everywhere. And he goes, oh, yeah, it's just, just, and he goes, it's, you know, it's just more. And I said, what? Well, what is it? <laughs> yeah, it's just a burst of sack. Burst. And I said, oh, oh okay. So it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've yeah. had players have it, but. Yeah. And he said it's just a whole bunch. But if you feel it, it's hard like a bone. I'm scared. I, but I believe you. It hurts, so don't touch it. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. But I mean, I'm happy because it doesn't hurt to do anything. It just hurts to bang it. And like in one drill, I, I had my arms behind my back and I went to grab my wrist. And uh, it hurt to grab my wrist. <laughs> so what I do is. Don't. I don't grab my wrist. <laughs> That's pretty good. So yeah, I'm a survivor. You're a quick one. I am. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do a quick update and it's also going to be disc golf related. What? I... Finally, since the start of school, finally got to go disc golfing. And um, two days ago, yeah, wow, that's sad. Two days ago in the rain, yep, we uh, Jay and I played the our church course, and it was fantastic, a lot of fun, yeah, great time. You know, like you you play in the rain in a way. There's like the pressure's off. You know what I mean? Not that there's, I mean. (laughs) I don't put a ton of pressure on myself, but I'm just saying, like, if you play bad, of course, yeah, it's raining. yeah like, who, oh, yeah, yeah, like, who cares? Like, it's, it's raining, of course, yeah. I'm playing bad. But that's what I said. I'm the whole trying time not on, to fall. That's what I said the whole time on Northern Boundaries. Ah, I'm playing Northern Boundaries. Playing on a cliff. I'm bad. <laughs> it's what, 68 guy? and sunny. Huh? No wonder why I'm playing bad. <laughs> <laughs> the sun's out. One guy posted playing Northern Boundaries in disc golf, which is where it is this weekend. It's like playing disc golf in hell. I mean, yeah, you're playing disc golf. But you are going to die forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great. Can relate uh, to that. Uh, would we call that an analogy? I would. Yeah. We're going to call it that. But uh, it was a great time, and had a couple of really bad moments. One, <laughs> performance-wise, <laughs> don't bring up number three. Yes, number three, <laughs> performance-wise. So I. Had a one great under. start. Going I don't think three. I've never had a better start to this course. Yeah, lights I, out. I birdied hole one, parred hole two. Nope. It bird, I, it's I, a new birdie, which I, is the old par for part two. Parred hole one, birdie hole two. That's why I said no. Um, <laughs> feel just feeling like man, I just with the way I'm throw, I'm throwing where I want to throw. I'm putting how I want to putt. This is great. Great drive on hole three. I was oh, like man. twenty feet uphill. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Went for the old quad putt the quadruple putt <laughs> that's four putts boys that's yeah. four that's bad <laughs> that's bad that's real bad rollaways or just bad putts one was a roll uh, uh t- never more than 20 feet back to you sure ah the one did the one was maybe 30 feet one was one was bad two were almost really yes <laughs> they were all bad for dude. those of they you who have never been bad. on uh, hole number three it, the basket sits on a pretty steep hill and if you bang it off of the the uh, basket and it, it catches an edge, catches an edge, it'll it'll roll down. Yeah, he, he missed his birdie by two inches, right? And it rolled twenty <sighs> feet. I was away. so good. the drive was so good, you know. So then I'm like, well, okay, whatever. That's brush the bad. It it's raining. Brush it off. Brush it it's off. It's raining, right? <laughs> I step up to the next tee and lose no. one of my favorite discs. Oh, no. well, to be fair, it was on your second shot. Yeah, well, the first shot. You throw right in the ground, ten feet in front of you. <laughs> right. That way, was that the one going downhill? The new barbs hole? No, barbs hole. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, So, okay. but yeah. did your disc go down over the hill? Into the, yeah, somewhere. somewhere. I don't know how far, but we'll it's, it in the fall. oh no, no it's gone. It's, forever. it's like sandlot. You're never getting that thing back. <laughs> <laughs> it is a ravine. It's pretty uh, steep. That's all. Oh, you know it. Someday. You know it's all the way down there. It's somewhere. No, it shouldn't have been hard to find. It shouldn't have been that hard to find. Well, when things die off, it's like a rainforest, though. You know. Yeah, I mean, it was literally yeah. raining, and it could be one of those caves. I was sliding down, the, down the hill. There's vines all over the place. There's like downed trees, skulls. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think one eyed one eyed Willie was <laughs> hiding somewhere around there. Oh, that's from a movie. Yeah, yes. Goonies. Yeah. Oh. 
Hey, you guys. I, so anyway, that's I, me. I, I almost had a run-in with some uh, some of the neighbors down at the bottom of the hill at one time. Yeah, you did. Not a run-in. I mean, yeah, kind of a run-in. A back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost. I lost. I threw my disc over there, and I'm I'm just pacing back and forth trying to find it. And th- this couple comes out, and they're just looking at me. Yeah, you look like some sort of creeper. I look like some sort of creeper, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just trying to find my disc, and. It didn't escalate, but it was like it was really awkward, and I was like, "Screw you! I'm up here on our church, like our property." Because they were, they were. Uh, <laughs> I was pretty convinced, but they they were kind of like, "Oh, what are you doing up you, there?" Like, so for me, it's like, "Oh, well, you've got to say property. that very clearly, though, too, for people who don't know. You've got. I'm, I'm looking for my disc. Mm-hmm. Like, it, otherwise, <laughs> you, you look really S. bad. Yeah, you you're, you're, like, you're pacing back and forth right. in their yard, and I you're saying lost, lewd comments. Lost my disc. I want to point out, Chris, you did finish strong, and that was one of your better scores at the course. It, it's true. I I really nice. had a great time. Yeah, a little tear for my my disc, but that's all right. That's yeah, we'll right. Thank we'll, you. We'll Jay. find it. We'll, we'll find, find it in the fall. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> My kids started school, and Abby was in just absolutely so excited uh, that when she started. Ethan was he was excited. It was time for him to go back. I asked him like two days before school started. I was like, are you bored? Because he was doing the same thing every day. He was sleeping until noon, um, basically staying downstairs all day. The moss started to grow yeah. like at his neckline. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time, I'm like, are you going to get a job? Because you know, he's been talking about getting a job. He needs to get a job. Anyways. I don't want to blow up his spot too bad. Um, so, but he, he was just bored. And so he's, he's happy that he's back in school. Abby was just beaming. Um, How's he dealing with the cell phone thing? <laughs> so for those who don't know, our school has a uh, cell phone ban. You literally put your phone in a bag that zips and locks. Good. For the whole school day. I'll tell and you, it's like, I'll tell you off air. Yeah. I'll tell you off air. Oh, all right. <laughs> He's not having a problem with it. Let's just say that. Oh, That's good. Mm, that'll be three days out. Second day of school, he Lily knows the consequences. Lily decided, yeah, no, I'm just not taking it. She just leaves it at home. Right. Like, why not? So, yeah. Anyways, the kids are excited. Ethan went and did, uh, today was the play day where they go <laughs> and they figure out, well, they figure out which play they're doing. It made it sound like they played games. <laughs> yeah, like, play, play day. Play day. They, they didn't have to go to school. <laughs> skipped around the old schoolyard. They <laughs> no, they went. And fig- they found out which play they're doing in in the fall, and then but they're also doing a fall musical this year too. Um, and and then so he was he's been like beaming about that, and because he's he's been looking to this moment today. Yeah, since the last moment of the. Uh, musical in the spring. Yeah, uh, it's his element for sure. Yeah. Um, but I also I something really. It seemed like a small thing, but and this doesn't have to do with school. But I helped him clean his room down in the basement this past Ooh, week because he'd funny. been he like he just he kind of was mentioning yeah, it kind of stinks down here and and I and I knew <laughs> when when the kid says it kind of stinks bad. that's bad well, part of it's like when's the last time you vacuumed, vacuumed your carpet when's the last time you changed your sheets like you're 15 mm-hmm. I'm not doing these things for you if it stinks down there you should maybe start there but I, I I we had time over the weekend and I I know that he's high on support and it also was pretty gross down there like cuz we have we have his side and then we have like the side with the washer and dryer so <laughs> But I'm helping him out, and before I came and helped him do all the like actual cleaning of dirt, he got rid of a lot of stuff. Sure, he did. Yeah, it was like a. (laughs) Well, before Dad comes down, you got to do the first clean. (laughs) I. That's all digital now. There's no magazines. I looked under under his bed. Um, No, he's he. There were 
yep. a couple socks under there. And oh, okay. Uh, they they weren't stiff. Oh, oh bro. So, no, I'm just saying they were. It wasn't dirty. So, right. good. Um, that's good. It's good. They, they were. were yeah. They were just socks that happened to land there yeah, after because yeah, that's put, all it is. So, anyways. <laughs> But my point is, he went through and took basically a phase of his life, or phases of his life, where he took a lot of his kids' toys. Oh. And yeah, we boxed some things up, we gave some things away. Yeah. And after we were all done, after it was all clean, like he was like, "Wow, this is amazing." <laughs> and and it, he was like, "I've it, it's almost like I'm about to move out." And it hit me like it was like, "Oh wow!" It was just it's it, not it, far. It was it's you know, three years and yeah. he's already talking about what college he wants to go to, what he wants to do. So it, it is that moment where I still have a couple years, but they're yeah. going to go like this, yeah. you know? And so that, that helping him clean his room was one of those moments where I was like, he's just made an evolution and I don't want to miss that. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to not acknowledge that. You know yeah. what I mean? So cats in the cradle started playing. It did. <laughs> um, I'm what? glad you cleaned his room because whenever I was down there, like putting <laughs> the upgrades gross. in on his PC, I was like, "Bro, you got just t- just take a vacuum, vacuum back behind your desk here." Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs is so in, right when you come out of the garage into his room, we've had uh, a couple bags of um, newspapers and like recycling. You know how you put your newspapers and mm-hmm. uh, so you can go through it and recycle. We just never do that because I normally just burn the papers. But those have been sitting there, mm. I don't know, for a year and a half down there. <laughs> when I moved it, there was this mummified mouse. And I was like, oh, oh that's probably one reason it stunk down here. Wow. Yeah, there's wow. this mummified. So it was, it was nasty. And, and I also said... How did the mouse die? Uh, we put a bunch of poison down oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was just like, what, 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 you know, what's so gross down there that killed a <laughs> mouse? There's another family <laughs> living down there. <laughs> but I also had the thought when, I, when, we were t- when we were cleaning, I said to him, look... I don't want you to feel like we're we shove you down here and never think about you. I don't want you to feel like you're taken for granted, you know, because like there there's there's time like he goes down there and spends a lot of time there. But then there's also sometimes where I'm like, is is he feeling validated? Does he feel like he's been shoved into a corner of the house? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had a good talk about that. So uh, all in all, it was a really good um, good time. Wow, we're. It's good, and I would encourage you to keep doing that as a dad. Would you? Duke said that the smell actually killed the mouse. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very distinct possibility. Uh, What's up, Duke? Yes, and that was good that you supported him in that regard, Mm -hmm. because if you just would have simply encouraged him, Mm -hmm. it probably wouldn't have helped. Doesn't work. And it's important for us to know the difference between different emotional needs. If we just know, like, wow, Ethan is in a mood. All right, great. As a parent, there's not much you can do with that because at best you'll be like, stop being in a mood. Stay or, in the basement. Or I'm sorry you're in a mood. Mm-hmm. But that's not enough. We we want to make sure that we are well aware of what our emotional needs are, what emotional needs are. And so this is now, uh, I think, number five or six in a series of looking at the top ten emotional needs and taking a deep dive so that we really understand them. And it's good for you to know yourself. But it's also really good for you to know the people in your life. And I pointed out in the preview, I believe on Facebook, this helps in all facets in every relationship you have. If you've got a boss that has a high need for encouragement, you need to listen to this podcast because you can be that person that encourages them, even though they're your boss. Well, guess who he's going to like or she? Mm-hmm. Uh, you more than the one who doesn't encourage them. It's just simple knowledge and simple relationships. It's helping you be better at relationships. Yes. 
I've enjoyed these deep dives quite a bit. Yeah, and I think this is number seven. It could be number which seven. Which is great because yeah. there's only three more, which is all because that's going to be a whole section of the site where we're going to build it out. And you want help with that? Or uh, you probably do. I, you, <laughs> yeah. I I, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, but it's going to be a whole section of the site where it's going to be a complete resource that you can go to and visit um, and learn more about uh, whatever emotional needs that, that you fall under. I find it amazing. Sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. I find it amazing that we're only on E for encouragement. We're almost do- like... Yeah, but the A's dominate. Oh, yeah. the A's. A's a lot of A's. Dominate. Yeah. Um, so the definition of encouragement that you're using jay would be urging another to persist and persevere toward a goal stimulating toward love and good deeds particularly when someone is weary you can do it that would be encouraging i really thought you were gonna say put your back into it but no <laughs> you can do it. i thought you were gonna say mind you i wrote it yes well i didn't write it i cut and pasted it but i thought you were gonna say especially when somebody is weird Ah, weary that's That's yes weary and uh this is our running joke if you've been with us on each of our deep dives uh get your pen and your paper out (laughs) and and, uh chris why don't you go over what causes it well there are two things jay oh yeah so it could be having it met constantly as a child so you're you're born and raised in a family that's like you can do it jimmy you're the best you're they're gonna get it done you're the best and because you're used to it now you have built up this sort of like like this is an expectation you mm-hmm. have for how people treat you and then there is the not having it met as a what? child hmm. jimmy you can't do it you stink mm. <laughs> you know this might be well i guess all of our emotional needs have opposites but or, man and or the that one makes way more a yeah. lot of sense discouragement for yeah, sure right yeah. there's lack of encouragement and, and then, then there's there's discouragement. Up, right. yeah yeah right. you know cutting you down and i would love see that's where like I, it's hard to get stats but like i wonder what people experience more like i think in a family if you're just basically being ignored and not getting any emotional needs met you know you're probably also being discouraged you know, if they say well, anything. Well, maybe not even so much by the parents, but especially mm-hmm. like if you have siblings or something like that, like th- that, that discouragement is probably really tangible for people. And you, you may have parents that also do a, like, oh, you're never going to amount to anything. Or like, man, how about those teachers out there? Not, not looking at you, Chris, but like those teachers that are like, he literally just the looked other at ones. <laughs> yeah. The other that is ones. true. He did. He did look <laughs> right <laughs> at you well, because you're a teacher, but not. <laughs> You kind of a teacher. You don't know what kind of a teacher. I mean, you kind of teacher. He might be in his classroom. Mr. Davidson, do you think I could be a good musician someday? No. No. (laughs) No. You? You? No. I can't believe you had the goal to ask me that. You're the worst. But, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think in families, especially with siblings, you can, you can, grow up in that environment where it's not that you're it's it you don't have it like it hasn't people haven't actively encouraged you but you can be cut down a lot mm-hmm. i wonder in a lot of families if the parents are either just checked out or just not very emotion based whatever so you're not getting any encouragement from your parents mm-hmm. and you're a younger sibling i'll bet you you do not get encouraged by the parents mm-hmm. and then you get discouraged, discouraged by, by the older siblings because yep. they're like why do you think you're going to be doing right. something like you're no, an idiot not you're not hanging here. out with us right right well or even in the things you want to do hey mm-hmm. nobody encouraged me so i'm going to discourage you out of their hurts well let me ask you jay you yes were, sir you were the youngest sure was um uh, did you find a lot of the how, how did that play out early for you? on zero through twelve 
I was largely ignored um, because my next sibling's four years older than me. Then it goes six, then 10 and 11. Uh, but like I was, you know, I had the lead in sixth grade in the musical and I think everybody came to it, you know, mm-hmm. so that we were good. We were a good family. I was just the youngest of five. So I wasn't discouraged. I do remember. Yeah. I, there was encouraging moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, what, but, uh, but then my the parents siblings. were also relatively encouraging. Yeah. So, to my older siblings. I mean, they, you know, they checked out by the time I came along, yeah. but I'm just kidding. No, that's not true. Like my dad was my, was the umpire in little league baseball and my mm-hmm. mom drove me everywhere she had to. And you know, so gotcha. it was all right. I'm always amazed by the, I mean, we go over these same two points for, for each need, but like the, it, it, it makes sense to me and maybe to a lot of people right up front that, okay, they had a lack of, of this need met as a kid. And so there's this obvious deficiency, but it's the other one that like, okay, they had it met as a kid and now they're an adult and there's like this emptiness, like this hole in, like they're not having it met. And I think a lot of people don't even know what it is. They don't, they're not having met. Right. Especially with something like encouragement, like they don't notice it, but, but conversely, you're raised and it's like, oh, Jimmy, you can do it. Jimmy, you can do it. You can do it. And, and now Jimmy's an adult. And he's like, yeah, don't, don't tell me I can do it. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, uh, like, interesting. They're, yeah. they're tired of that. Well, you said something that your dad would take you to the ball games or whatever. Uh, and, and so that ties into the, how is that different than support? Because to me, like, wouldn't taking you to a ball game be support rather than encouragement? Well, I didn't say taking me to the ball game. He would be or the umpire. umpire or whatever. But well, even still. And we'll get to how is it met. But the difference between encouragement and support, because we we get those confused, and I would encourage everybody. We've talked about this before. Typically, typically you either need encouragement or you need support. Sometimes you need both. I've mm. I've had those people, mm. you know, I've met with those people, and there are a couple people I've met, and this is the more people with a very high level of self confidence don't need encouragement or support. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, I don't care if you think I can get this done. And I certainly don't want your help. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, bro, you know, right. But support is let me help you do it. Encouragement is, Hey, I believe you can do it. Right. And if you have one of those, you don't want the other, the other doesn't, not you don't want, it doesn't help you. You're saying more oftentimes that's the way it is. I would say 80% of the time. Yeah. yeah. Easily 80% of the time. And so in Ethan's case, he has a high need. You said for support, mm-hmm. So if you would have said, Ethan, it's only going to take you 10 minutes. You can bang this out, vacuum for three minutes, organize for five minutes. Uh, I've just else. wasted more time doing that <laughs> than actually coming and supporting him and helping him do the job. Right. And so if somebody has a high need, but if, on the opposite side, as we're talking about encouragement, mm-hmm. if I always use Rachel as an example, she's overwhelmed with the doing the laundry. And I, if I say to her, honey. I love the fact that you get this done by Tuesday. Think about how great it's going to be when you're done Tuesday night, everything's put away, and you're not, you don't have to do laundry again until Saturday. She's like, yeah, you're right. Okay. And she gets a little boost. If I sat down with her to help her do the laundry, that's the dumbest thing I could possibly do. Yeah. <laughs> she would look at me like I had three heads, like I had just asked her to host a disc golf pro that in would, our house. That would almost, like that, or it'd almost be like trying to load your dishwasher for you. That's another issue. That's that's another. That's a security issue. You're doing it wrong, and that's out of order. Yeah. (laughs) Duke comes in with some words of wisdom here. Ah, yes. Encouragement is cheering your son on as he runs down the first baseline. Support is punching out the first baseman. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be safe. (laughs) 
the the runner will be safe. The father, <laughs> the father will, be father will be in jail. <laughs> Duke did have a very supportive father in the baseball world, so he speaks from experience. And then your son will have lack of a sense of security because his dad was hauled off to jail. Exactly. <laughs> and lack of respect because everybody will make fun of him because your dad's in prison. You know. Meanwhile, we're not even caring about that first baseman stuff. <laughs> we all know he had it coming. Yeah, okay? yeah. That's the whole point. He'd been mathing <laughs> he, off the whole lived. time. He lived. He's you know, I re- probably. I just yeah, recently probably. rewatched uh, the YouTube clip of the will ferrell skit from snl where he's like you remember the get off the shed oh yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. but the se- the sequel to that was get on the bag and oh, he's yeah. yelling he's, he's the, the dad yep he's like get on the bag <laughs> first base so i don't know nice and encouraging so how is it matt well there's two general categories the one is very obvious which is verbally you know that is words believing in one's ability to achieve you can do it that's great engaging in general conversation about one's efforts to achieve you know in my case like disc golf when somebody says hey how's the how's the church course coming along i'm like oh i'm glad you asked yeah. you know like you get a little bump you're like so oh. a, a yeah. question can be encouraged oh absolutely yeah just showing in, an interest okay. or a exactly okay you come alongside so hey how's the new job how's maggie doing a preschool mm-hmm. hey you're doing a great job as a dad you know investing in somebody's life it's encouraging um Asking questions like we just said about how one's efforts to achieve. If you think about it, like when somebody says, oh, gosh, don't encourage them. Mm. When like somebody's asking about like, oh, how's your a guy loves his car. Right. And somebody right. else says, hey, yeah. how's your car? Oh, don't encourage him. Right. You know? Well, the opposite is actually you're because you are encouraging. Them. Yeah. So just Ooh. asking questions about somebody's interests, somebody's mm. desires. And what's interesting asking questions. You're actually helping that other person who's annoyed. Right, because yeah, yeah, that is they, ironic. Because you know? the the husband or whatever can now get talk it out. To you yes, and not right. yeah, because she maybe and he's not going to want to talk about it later. Although he may be, he may bring up like, well, Jay asked me about my cool car. <laughs> <laughs> Jay was so encouraging. Why can't today? you be more encouraging like Jay? <laughs> uh, next one on the list uh, again, still verbally, but posting about their efforts on social media. Hey, there's a positive use of social media. They do exist out there, right? Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah, but if you're in the midst of a project and you see somebody say, "Hey, my good friend so and so is doing you know this thing," you're like, "Oh, well, they not only did they notice, but they cared enough to share about it on social media." Yeah, mm. and in a similar fashion talking it up to other people yeah. right? in real life. Cause imagine if you're, yeah, in real life, yeah. <laughs> in, 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 uh, what do we call it? Uh, dynamic or organic life, right? Not just electronic life. Right. But it's beyond verbal. We can also meet it with our actions, mm-hmm. you know, and that's whether somebody's, and what I wrote was supporting. Yeah. That's interesting. In quotes, one's efforts participating in, but not necessarily helping them achieve something. So it's, it's, so say like an Eagle Scout project mm-hmm. and so a kid has got to get his troop to do something. Well, if every troop member is like, no, yeah. no, no, then they don't feel encouraged. Mm-hmm. But if they do their role, well, then that person will feel encouraged. Mm-hmm. Same, like same thing with the disc golf course. There's times when I'm like, gosh, I just wish more people would get involved. Like, I don't want you to build my disc golf course for me. But if you come alongside yeah. and do that, I feel encouraged by that. And motivated. Like, yeah. Right. And so yeah. that can be financially. That can be in roles. Again, it's not doing it for them. It's doing the role that they need help in. Right. They're going to feel encouraged by that. Mm. And then also promoting or spreading the words about somebody's efforts, I think, is another way that we can do that. And how's it not met? Well, we already touched on that a little bit, didn't we? 
We did. Yeah, discourage. But more specifically. Well, we've got not believing in someone. Or, I mean, obviously, and that can be just in your head, which, you know, sometimes we think we think things and they don't all have to come out of our, our mouths. As we tell uh, our, you know, elementary kids, you don't have to say everything that, that you think, right? Well, uh, but to but, that end, you say that's obvious. <laughs> The, or that sometimes it's in our heads. Sure. Do you mean like that we think people aren't supporting us? No, I'm talking about like being the other person and saying, well, oh, okay. I'm not sure they're going to be able to like do you this. You may not believe in somebody. Right. But you don't have to You tell don't it. have to say, <laughs> you know what? Just give up. And right. I want to reiterate that I have had, I had a very good childhood. I talk about it a lot. You know, and, and learning this, I, I see a lot of what I didn't get. Uh, so I don't ever want anybody to think that, you know, I don't ever want to look like I'm trashing my parents and all that all that however <laughs> my, we all have like significant lines and i've shared mine here about you know when i said mom don't you care and she said honey i can't my sister marcy <laughs> was taking gymnastic lessons and said mom do you ever think i'll be good enough to be in the olympics and my mother said oh no <laughs> <laughs> and right there i think she was like was dead. i think she might have been five or six wow so. yeah ouch ouch <laughs> You know, and it's like, which at that point you really don't know. I've, we brought it up to my mother, and she's like, "Well, she's no, nah, I didn't want her to waste it." You know, no, that was she's like, she doesn't, she's not, she didn't feel any shame about it. But yeah. that would be an example. Hey, I'm just, hey, what, what do people say? I'm just being honest. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. eh, maybe sometimes you could lie, right? <laughs> or like you said, just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, yeah just, exactly. Yeah. We kind of talked about actively discouraging. You know, the teacher that says you'll never amount to nothing. That's kind of a pretty big discouragement there yeah. and there's a lot of people that have been really scarred by that i mean oh serial killers i mean mm-hmm. you know and i'm serious <laughs> yeah. yeah but then yeah. conversely like serial killers that have been like you know or almost or something like you've heard and it's just like the kindergarten teacher pulled me aside and said jimmy you're not like that you know if it wasn't for that i mm. would have mm-hmm. yeah when you hear i mean who's doesn't have somebody in their life who's into true crime who's right a now, serial killer right well we all know women Right. And so, yeah, I mean, my Amy certainly is always watching true crime. And so I'm in the room with her when she's watching it and whatnot. And sometimes I get into it. But anyway, so many of them, you hear the backstories of these like serial killers. It's like, oh, my goodness. No wonder. How do we not see that coming? But of course, they don't have people in their lives that are actually Mm -hmm. looking for, you know, it takes years to put it all together. But you see this, these chains of events of discouragement. And it's like, wow. And neglect and all the things. Yeah. Brief sidebar. Uh, Nate Bergazzi, at least for Eric and I, one of our famous, favorite comedians, was on the Joe Rogan podcast. It's another they, popular podcast like ours. I, yeah. <laughs> it's popular. Not really like ours. Right, right, it's right, right. differently popular. Yeah, yeah. They're but, both podcasts. Yeah, they are. <laughs> both available on Spotify. That's Ours huh. is available in more places That's right. than Joe Rogan's. That's right. I just want you to know That's that. That's amazing. We've yep. never... Anyhow, the point of the story is this... <laughs> They were talking about true crime and women watching it. And, and Joe goes like, why? why? Why does every woman watch true crime? And, you know, he's like, are they looking for tips and how to off us and whatever else? And Nate just goes, you're nosy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great Nate Bergazzi line. And he goes, the serial killer is like, just let me be. So I do my killings. Why are you in my business? Let me go. You're nagging me about how I did this. <laughs> Um, generally dismissing someone and their abilities. So it's not specific to the project. It's not like, oh, you're not going to complete this project. Right. It's just like, yeah, like just always casting. I don't think you're the right person for this project. I don't think you're the right person for this job. 
Some, like, or you're you, a loser. Right. <laughs> That's not being encouraging. Yeah. You know, maybe true. I'll go to college. Uh, you know, there's other options <laughs> for you, too. You know, I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket. What if you're the guy that, like, is always bringing up the other side of things and is kind of contrary at times? Hypothetically speaking. Yeah, hypothetically, if that were... That would be discouraging. Someone in your life that, that did that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, that would be discouraging. Yeah. I, I, I feel think. like, oh, I got this new, you know, um, yeah, new and exciting thing. Yeah, it might go bad, though. Yeah. And you're like, wow, all right. Now, that's not you. You're more like, when I go, I'm angry about this guy. And you go, eh, I'm sure you had a reason to yeah. steal your car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's probably down and out. He's probably a serial killer. Probably really <laughs> his, his music teacher probably told him he couldn't do it. <laughs> He's just trying to turn his life around. Now, I will say, is that... So, I'm trying to think of a good example, but like I do have somebody in my life that I think is like that where... You'll say something and then they'll kind of respond condescendingly or like, like, why mm. would you do that? You know, uh, where it's like, yeah, that would be discouraging. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. I think we've all come across, I assume. Right. Because like there's the, the womp womp. Yeah, it's kind yes. of cut. Oh, it's man. cut into your judgment. Like, why would you do that? Which is basically making you be like, oh, I'm an idiot. I mean, uh, that, yeah. and that court sort of statement can hit you in so many places. Like respect. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness. Like I just said sure. one thing and you're asking like why I would do something like Conver get off my back. Conversely, you know, they're, they're very rare, but I have, Come in, one person in particular, and I've shared about him before here at the table, one of Rachel's high school classmates, I mean, friend, okay, they were friendly, but just whatever. Her dad is in ministry. I don't think, I think he's been a pastor, but he's done other things. And when I met him one day, he was like, so are you the one on Young Life staff? And I was like, yeah. He goes, man, that's great. Tell me all about it. Mm. And I was just like, whoa. I never, <laughs> I never did tell this. you. Nice. <laughs> but I just remember walking away like, that's the greatest guy I've ever met. That yeah. guy's one of the greatest people. Like I was so encouraged yeah all he did was ask me questions mm -hmm. but he invested in me yeah so it's the opposite of the well why would you want to do that yeah. i got that one all the time yeah i feel like this last last one in in uh how is it not met is a little bit next level the fear to bring up the status of the effort and thus not talking about it so you're like uh, i don't think whatever there whatever endeavor you know, my friend Odds is going this through. isn't going well, so not I'm not going, asking. Yeah, I don't want to be the one to open that can of worms or whatever. Yeah. yeah. How, how's how's your grades, daughter? <laughs> you know, or son? You know, and you're like, I don't want to know, so I don't ask. And they're like, they don't believe in me. They're, yeah. not, they're not encouraging mm. me. Hmm. And that hurts. So how do we steal it? Yeah, and any emotional need, when you don't have it met, it doesn't mean the need goes away. And so, again, you try to do whatever you can to have it met. One of those ways <laughs> would be the one who just keeps asking, "Hey, did you hear what I'm doing? Did you uh, did you did you know that I'm building this and I'm working on this or I'm trying to achieve this? Hey, did you hear about that? Do you want to hear more about it?" Because mm -hmm. they're looking for somebody to say, "Oh, that's great." Oh yeah, tell me all about it. But yeah. hmm. Duke just shared that when he was in high school, he wanted to join the military, and his father's first words were, "You're not tough enough." Oh, oh man, that's interesting. That's a punch to the gut. That yeah. is discouraging. Yeah, man. Well, there's always you time. Are, there's always time, Duke. There is time. I was gonna say, did he ever uh, do any military? No. Anything? No, I don't think so. That one. No. I'm sad for Duke. I, that, oh, that's that horrible. Yeah. But there is time. Hey, the general who sat at this very table, he joined when he was like 34. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Okay. That still blows my mind that he became a general joining that late. 
Especially if, well, especially if you know him. He's just, he's just a big guy. Like, big guy. But then when you see him in his generalship, yeah. it makes sense. Another That's way awesome. to steal it, always talking about our efforts dominating conversations. So mm-hmm. everybody's sitting here. And- <laughs> Jay raised his hands for those people that are not watching. And the worst is when you know it. And yeah. you're like, ah, oh, crap, I'm doing it again. Do you, so where does encouragement lie in your grand scheme of your scale of needs it's a good question i don't think it ever really scores very high but i do enjoy it interesting okay would that fall under like if you're stealing like uh like one-upping or oh you mean the the game of well stealing somebody's story yeah yeah that would be part of it if somebody else is telling a story and you're like but i mean in my case that's kind of ironic because i'm doing it right now but um for me, if I talk too much or if I'm always telling stories about my life and everything else. So if you look at my top needs, you know, certainly there's attention, there's respect, there's encouragement. Well, like all those, I got to get the story out, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. how can you respect me if I don't tell you? How can you right. give me attention if I don't tell you? How can you encourage me if you're not aware of what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. need to be heard. Right. Like, so if I'm not yeah. being heard, I'm sure I talk more often. Hmm. And by the way, let's go back to the beginning. Youngest of five. Overburdened parents. You were always detached. fighting for, for that. Uh, yeah. That's yep. cool. I, mean, I was not, always waiting know. for that moment <laughs> to arrive. Interesting. Not cool. fly. <laughs> yeah. As always, giving it to others. I think this happens less with encouragement, but it still applies. So you want to be encouraged. So you're like, oh, Eric, how was your day? Oh, that's great. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. Eh? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> like waiting for you to say, well, how was your day, Jay? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> And you can yeah. tell if somebody is that on how long they listen to you. Mm-hmm. You know, if they ask you about your day and you're like, oh, it was pretty good. Well, my day. And you're like, ah, okay, here we go. Yeah. Right. Mm. I'm always afraid that like verbal encouragement is so easy to give that I just like in a set, you know what I mean? It's, it's so much easier to Words say are cheap. you can. Yes, exactly. You can do it versus somebody who needs support coming alongside. I'm always afraid that like, I just give, I, I'm so good at encouragement now, what that really means is I'm bad at everything else. You know what I mean? That's how you look at yourself. Yeah. We could take a deep I'm, dive into that. <laughs> right, right. No, that's, this is not the time. But, but you're right in theory mm-hmm. that it's certainly easier to say, I believe you can build that mountain than grabbing a shovel and helping somebody build a mountain. Except mm, people still don't do it very often. Mm. And there's different costs. Because if I show an interest in you and... In, in a project you're working on. Well, then guess what? You're going to expect to hear from me again. And you're going to want to know. And you're going to want to give me updates. Whereas if I don't ask, eh, all right, then I've, I've left Chris and his project aside. And I'll get to know it when it's either completed or not. Okay. So it's a different mountain. But if you, it is easier in theory. But yet we still... Th- how many people do you know you would define as encouraging? What percentage of the people in your world are encouraging? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not, not, a, not a huge percentage. Yeah, yeah. not like two. like there's there's like one offs, but I th- I think that it's hard to find somebody that does it well consistently. There you go. That's where my brain right. was starting to go too. Like, oh yeah, I got encouraged that one time. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. that's where I I'm afraid that's what I do. I'm like, no, oh, my, yeah, I go. My but, head goes to that pastor asking you about young life. Yeah, that guy's good at it. Right. Yeah. You know, like well, and especially who if he, he then <clears throat> next time he sees you, he says, "Hey, you know, remember what you were telling me about this and this? How how did that go?" Or you know, something right. ties it in a second time and follows through. I'm starting, and I'm, 
I'm starting to mix appreciation and encouragement because I was just thinking, I tell you a lot that you make good food, but that's that's appreciation. That's appreciation and or respect. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Yeah, but if you say yeah, because I also whereas my need for encouragement, I think maybe that's the point that it's not higher is because I'm I'm pretty confident in a lot of the things that I do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I don't need verbal encouragement as much as I do in certain s- situations, the physical encouragement, like somebody joining. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like last night, see, another story, changing the church sign. And I had it all laid out, and I didn't have enough Cs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't have enough Cs. Three different times I've asked people uh, to look online for more letters. Now, I've been one of those people. And it is a weird size and whatever else, but I'm like, can somebody just get me C's? Is there any pastor out there who says I would like letters and he doesn't get letters? And so I feel discouraged in that moment that I can't even get letters. I will now, go to, huge deal. Not a, I'll uh, go to another church and grab them off there. <laughs> bring them back to. Me. Thanks for the support. Oh, that, I would that, feel encouraged by that support. That's what this. Uh, means in the outline how do we steal it that's what we need to steal. literally yeah. steal it. <laughs> we steal it from other churches they don't have the same apparently it's a random size huh. well it's a random building like that church building is a weird building but you should still all come if you don't come to our <laughs> church <laughs> and lastly if we tell others oh you know what i'm, I'm probably not gonna be able to get this project done there's just no way and then pause uh, fishing yeah. Yes, fishing, yes, fishing yeah. indeed. Mm. Well, when we are hurt, when an emotional need is not met, it goes one predominantly of four places, anger, fear, guilt, self-condemnation. So if we tend to be angry, Chris, where does that lack of encouragement go? Well, we don't receive the encouragement and we begin to cut ourselves off from others in retaliation and build relationships with those who will entertain our efforts. So... Rather than mending relationships, growing relationships, you end up severing relationships. Pretty much. I find with anger, man, because I find with anger, it's it, a lot of it is you cut them off, you leave, you do different. Like there, there's a theme there with the anger is you, you kind of just run away or you, you try to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're either going to lash out or, you know, you either lash out or you detach. Mm-hmm. Detach. Um, fear, feeling like no one believes in us. Like the terror, the fear, the, oh my gosh, people just aren't going to believe in what I'm doing. You're starting a new project, but you don't tell anybody Mm -hmm. because you're afraid nobody is going to even be there for you, Mm -hmm. whether it be in general or specific. Yeah. yeah. Does that break your heart? Like even for people you don't like, you're like, I don't want them to feel like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I don't believe in you in general and I don't believe in you specific to this task. And that's a weird one for like encouragement. Like that's, Yeah. yeah, that's ugly. I got to tell you, though, when you're reading that, like this like wave of of that came over me. Like, I think that definitely speaks to me, mm. like that fear of like, no, no one believes in me. People can't, you know, they don't believe I can I can do this like that. Mm. I think that's pretty important to me. Like, yeah. y- you know, that I you love may, discovering things. But that you're saying like, huh, I might need encouragement more than I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and that, because that is where I would go in this is is the fear of, oh, I guess yeah, people don't believe in me. Yeah. That's sad. Mm. We should encourage you more often. Nah, it's good. <laughs> Guilt? 
No, what I'm saying is I oh, don't. My, oh, my knees aren't worthy. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would I do with my nights if I wasn't worrying about being accepted <laughs> and loved? Yeah. I would, what, get, would I sleep? Yeah, don't <laughs> take away my favorite pastime of worrying. <laughs> and insomnia. <laughs> I'm only good at those two things. <laughs> Chris, I believe in your ability to worry. Uh, thank you. I think I'm pretty good at it. sleep. Guilt, assuming that we don't encourage others and thus we don't receive it. Yeah, this one's almost a little clunky, but if you go to guilty, it's like, well, I don't I don't ever encourage anybody else, so why would they encourage me? Mm. Uh, huh. And or I'm yeah. not really, you know, yeah. Because again, guilt is you have done something wrong. <laughs> right. Self-condemnation, which is the next one we're going to talk about. Is guilt me. is it's your fault your deed isn't being met. Uh-huh. Yeah. Self-condemnation is you're not even worthy mm-hmm. of having your need met. So what did I do wrong? Why is anybody encouraging me? Well, because I don't encourage anybody. And Duke's not going into the military. Right. Sorry. And then last, he could. He could. He could. He could. It's tough enough. Anytime. He could enlist right now. Or start Rutsy. Self-condemnation. The feeling that we can't achieve what we have set out to do. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Aww. It's so sad. I it's so funny how different people are just like, yeah, oh, yeah. That one. <laughs> Put my name next to that one. I'm pretty much always self condemnation. Flush that out a little bit. Uh, just you know, I, I I really I do need encouragement, like to and 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 support in certain things. Like if I'm about to embark on something, um, you know, a project at work. A lot of times, I'll do better from working through something with somebody. You know, and that's more support, but, um, but with encouragement, like I, I, I get that feeling like, why, why would somebody encourage me to do something? Mm. Yeah. Right. Which is, with all due respect, different than what we just said, but we'll get to that too. What? Well, the first one is feeling that we can't achieve. So like, I'm not going to be able to get this oh, done. Oh, I definitely feel that. Like, what, like why? Like, because like, <laughs> like I, I already moved past that yeah, to number two. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and two is we're just not important yeah, enough. Wait, exactly what he just said. Yeah. Right. You yeah. just said number two. Like, why would anybody encourage me? Right. Like, I'm not significant. Right. Like, and what a demoralizing feeling to have a need for encouragement. And when, when you're not getting it, that you're just like having um, confirmation. Yeah, exactly. Confirmation. I, or at least the feeling of, don't deserve this. This is exactly I'm not important what it enough. Is. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's, it's me. It's really hard to encourage yourself. At least for me, it is. Like it's really hard, like, oh, come on, pull up your bootstrap. You could do this. You know, like yeah, no, I, that doesn't work. No, and I yeah, no, because then there's the self condemnation <laughs> side. Of you. It's like no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, what are you? Who, who are you talking you're to? Talking you? about, you're talking you're about talking you, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> who do you think I am? <laughs> who do you think you are? <laughs> I am. <laughs> The feeling that other things we have done wrong outweigh what we are trying to do, and thus we don't deserve encouragement. So, like, it's almost like you put yourself on the scales of justice or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, like, oh yeah, I'm trying to do this, but why would anybody encourage me when I'm such a jerk and I'm such a loser and I already did right. this and this and because and this of all wrong. these things? My entire past is just like, yeah. And it, even if I accomplish this, I'll screw something up later. Man, self condemnation mm-hmm. is a disgusting. Wow. It is a wraith. It is a ghoul. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great to heal from. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's possible. Well, and I do have I have realized like that like along the way like you know it's a it's a huge lie. You know, like that 
Yeah, I am good. It's enough, like the sum know, like, of all the lies you've been told yeah. all your life about how terrible. Like it, it just it, it's such it's such a. The more I understand self condemnation, the the more it's just like it's it's the demonic. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it's just a, a web of lies that completely demoralize you. So Duke said, if he doesn't get encouragement, he might get upset, but then get upset about being upset mm-hmm. because I think I shouldn't need it. <laughs> I should just suck it up. And complete my task. <clears throat> I shouldn't need anyone else. So what, that is that self condemnation? Uh, I would say it's a little bit of anger. I would think, right? It's a little bit of that. It's anger itself, which is self condemnation. So I would say it's mostly self condemnation. Uh, it's it's a it's a compounding of hurts in a lot of ways. Because why do you feel the need to suck it up? There. You know that is showing a lack of comfort. Yeah, received and. He said anger and self-condemnation. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, because, I mean, I would, I, I mean, I've met with Duke, so I, I know Duke pretty well, so I don't want to blow up your spot, buddy. You know, but it wasn't as if anybody was coming alongside and comforting. So I'm sure he's heard the term, suck it up. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. what does he do? That's the self-talk. Suck right. it up. Right. You know, and the self-condemnation is I'm not worthy of encouragement, so I need to suck it up and move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's sad because that Duke's is. incredibly awesome. Ah. Duke is the Love youngest forty-year-old I've ever met. He seems very established. Ah, for how young he such is, such a grown-ass man. Yeah, yeah. And I say forty-year-old because he's twenty-six. Oh, I was gonna. Yeah. All right, I right. That's my point. Yeah. Like I, I see him just like he's one of us. Like yeah. he's yeah. he's a grown-ass man. Yeah. And uh, he said, "Oh, cheers." <laughs> oh, or you know what? Fraser was a good show too. But we're not talking about that now, Duke. Okay, so come on, stay, stay on, on topic. Oh, so close. <laughs> Well, the beauty of it, oh, please, the beauty of it is that um, we can learn and we can heal and we can build healthy relationships and uh, you, no matter what your relational need is. And Dan Gummett, I just, if anybody should be more encouraging, it's us. Mm. It's all of us who sit at the table, not just the <laughs> yeah. four of us, right? but all of us at the table, you know, we should really commit to just being a little more encouraging and notice, notice when what reaction it gives us because you might say to somebody, you know, you know, you, that task is going to go great. And I believe in you and you're going to get it done. And, and they may say, well, can you help me? And you're like, Oh, they wanted support, mm, yeah. <laughs> but wait, but they might be like, really? Like watch, you'll see when somebody needs the need you're offering, they will respond. If they are filled with self condemnation, they might be like, Oh um, yeah, but no, I won't be able to do it. Mm. Hey, double down, give them a little extra. But I mean, it just costs, Chris, like you pointed out, it costs nothing. Yeah. It costs nothing. We should be more encouraging. And it's very doable. I wonder if encouragement is like the, that's like the tester. Like you can, we can all try it and see where it hit. It Does that stick for people? And if not, you try something else. But it's almost like the get your get your toes in the water. And one of the sneaky things we're trying to do in this whole process is to even get people to think in these terms. Right. Like I said in the very beginning, like some people are like, I had a bad day. Nobody comes home and says, you know, I didn't get a lot of encouragement today. Mm-hmm. But if we are starting to think, like you said, it's the tester. Hey, you know, I believe in you. You're going to get it done. And the person goes, I know. And you go, you know what? You're really good at what you do. And they go, thank you. And you go, it's respect. Yeah. That's what it is. Or it's appreciation. <laughs> they, they still say, I know. And you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> and you uh-huh. go down the line. You're like, tell me, tell me about that project you're doing. And they go, no. Nah. 
they're you know, dead the fact inside. that you do this project, man, you're going to have that job for a long time, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> do you want any? You don't want any help with that. No? Okay. Right. <laughs> um, I, I was going to tell some people about it, and they're like, oh, that'd be nice. You're like, okay, gosh, attention. It's all you wanted, gosh. <laughs> Beautiful. Love it. And we're going to wind down episode 170 on that note. So uh, we invite you to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeandroom.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Sausages, you know, and... Uh... <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, Silver's here. It doesn't hurt to do anything, just hurts to bang it. One-Eyed Willie was <laughs> hiding somewhere around there. Uh, Mr. Davidson, do you think I could be a good musician someday? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you? You? No. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs>